Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well this Sunday morning. Uh, I'm in uh, sunny Woking at the moment. Woking. It's beautiful out there. Woking, Woking. Steve. Woking, yeah. Um, Is it Woking? And I am Woking. the Woke... I'm the woke king as well. Oh, you are the woke king of woking. I'm the woke king of woking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are you this morning? I'm. I'm still St Leonard's, I, but St. I've Leonard's. got. I can see from the window a full set of fences, my friend. All done. Oh, all complete. Well done. You got it sorted. Yeah, it's all done now. That's it. Absolutely I mean, my back fantastic. will never be, never be working properly again. But oh, it is done. But it's worth it. Worth it. I mean, people have been tweeting all week. What's going on with the fence? I know. I know. What's happening? Yeah. Is it, are we going to get a picture? I mean, it's quite a hard picture to get because obviously there's a shed and there's trees in the way. That's why it was such a hard job. I, mean, I can get you right. a picture if you want, but it's, I won't show the last fence because the last fence was like was only like a four footer, and I just thought I'll right. use one of the old ones, cobble that together. <laughs> right, got you. <laughs> yeah, I just so you know got to for that. People point. just joining us. Uh, you remember you've not been listening. Mm. To fence the fence saga over the last few mm. weeks, but uh, Steve's moved house. First couple of days, wind kicks in, Eunice or whatnot. Yeah. Fence goes down. It's not a good Seven start. of them. Seven of them. Seven of them. Snapped. And by himself. Wooden post snapped. Yeah, by myself. As God as his witness. Seven foot. Yeah. He just got it on. Yeah. It was. Sorted it. Fixed. Legend. What Done. a legend. I mean, I'd have yeah. got a man in. I, but I, I tried I to get a man in, but obviously I rang a couple of men and they went, well, you're looking at right. six to eight weeks because everybody's fences went down that, that oh, weekend. Of course. Of course. I, I didn't just it was do a good it. time for the fences. Yeah. It was a great time good for time. the fences. Oh, my God. Fences, roofers and wheelie bin finders, they've never yeah, been busy. Oh. Yeah, the, the, the wheelie bin sleuths, they, they really, because it's a niche <laughs> job as well, isn't it? We it's will really find your wheelie specific. bin. But, you know. <laughs> When they Lost went on Dragon's Den, been. they said, yeah, they went on Dragon's Den, they went, this is a ridiculous idea for a business. And they were like, all right, you'll all see. Right. And now look <laughs> at them, see. rolling in money. <laughs> Absolutely. And now back to nothing. But it's, it's just a job that's there for when, whenever you need it. So yeah, what a February. What a job. February they had, yeah. <laughs> what a February the wheelie bin people had. There's been lots of little like businesses sprouting up around the wheelie bin, hasn't there? Do you remember... When the wheelie bins first came out, and there was uh, there was like wheelie bin washers, like people would go around, yeah, and come and, and there's that wash sort of wheelie bins, yeah, and a vinyl wrap thing, so it looked like a load of vinyl flowers wrap. in your garden, yeah, yeah, to make it look nice, yeah. I might get one, I might get some of them actually. That doesn't, that, I'm I not think sure that's classy, it worked, that. yeah, no, not much. Depends think... where it is. I mean, if you've got, if you if you find the exact sort of shrub that's in your garden, it might work, but generally, it, it didn't work. No, it didn't work. It didn't really. Uh, well, look, I'm glad the fences are up. Um, we, I think we, I speak on behalf of all the listeners that we mm. said congratulations. Thank well you done very to you much, and, and your fence. And uh, we're, we're proud of you. I'm proud, genuinely proud of you. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Music matters. How are your new fish, Steve, in your pond? I mean, they're still there. I mean, I, I don't really so know what I'm doing. These? Yeah, there was a pond, and there's about, I'd say, 20 fish in there. And, no, and Some... nobody, like the, the last owner didn't... No, I mean... Did they mention it? I mean, I saw them when we looked right. around the house, but I don't, you know, I think maybe they're quite easy to, you know, they look after themselves, sort of yeah, themselves out for food is, and stuff, nips the co-op. Bought the house, there's obviously that changeover period where he goes, right, that's the yeah. boiler. Uh, this yeah. lock's a bit dodge. You know what I mean? I mean, like, none of this happened either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Didn't you not have, like, a moment where you sort of went with the, no. the old owner? No. 
I mean, we, they, they started following my wife on Facebook, so we, we could go, what's the deal with a fish? What's the fat one called? You know what I mean? Just yeah, so- you could do it like that. Do it like that as well, like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the deal the, with fish? What's the deal with the fish now? <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they are. I think they must be like small koi. They're not, they don't freak. When I think of koi carp, I think of massive things. Yeah, these like, like thick-headed, like... Yeah, these aren't yeah. that big. They're like... They're a little bit bigger than a goldfish, some of them, and they look mm. like goldfish. Yeah. Are they like carp, but, like, just a bit shy and, a like, bit shy. Are you a carp? <laughs> Are you a carp? Oh, I might be. You know, like <laughs> that sort of thing. It can't yeah, be for you. It can't be for you, you see. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a koi carp for you. I think that's what a koi carp is, yeah. It's a carp that is a bit coquettish. <laughs> looking over his shoulder. Oh, yeah. I see you looking. Mm, I might be a koi. <laughs> Manford. I tell you what I had to do this week, Steve. What's that? At a parents' evening for my girls at high school. Um, yeah. On Zoom. Oh, there was that. Yeah. Yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. Well, difficult, Steve. Difficult, I would yeah. say, because, it, you know, obviously my other kids are in primary school. And mm. so you, um, you know, it's just one teacher, isn't it? And they have a chat about everything. Oh, yeah, much. of course. Yeah, they just go, yeah, he's fine. He doesn't listen, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's mostly that, mostly that. Sometimes with your, with your kids, like you, they, they give you, and I'm sure other uh, listeners will, will appreciate this. Sometimes a teacher starts to describe a child and you think... That is not my child. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I have a way as well, but quite a lot of the time it's really positive. They're yeah. so thoughtful in class. Yeah, I've noticed that. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my boy. You, yeah. My son. Yeah, you've got confused here, but I'm not going to pull you <laughs> yeah. up because yeah, exactly. it's me getting a telling off else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so the, so the, for the high school, so my, my girl's doing something like 15 lessons. So you have like 15 teachers? one after So 15 the... different teachers. And Steve, I've got twins. Oh. So 30 individual appointments okay. on Zoom. What? what, what? Each, each, fine, yeah. fine. Each one of them's four minutes long, right? And you literally, you go in and depending on the teacher and the subject, obviously there's either lots to talk about or not a lot. Do you know what I mean? So there's a, a weird sort of moment where you go, like you go, and it just cuts you off after mm. four minutes, bang, and then you're into the next one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right, finished, gone, next. I mean, what it must be like for the teachers on the other side, I do not know. Weird speed dating like parents speed dating. evening. Yeah, because you sort of go for. They must be going from one, kid, you know, they're going from one kid. Paperwork everywhere. Yeah, got a B. It needs to look at the vocab. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, confusing. You know, they need to stop sitting with Leanne. And uh, you know, like, and then the next kid comes in. It's like, where have I put that one now? It must be a nightmare. The Zoom parents' evening uh, for the teachers on the other side. But I, I sort of felt a little bit of it as well because I obviously dealing with twins, thirty separate teachers. <laughs> yeah, Leanne's a bad. Um, yeah, maybe they yeah. say that to every child. Every child, <laughs> they need to stop sitting with Leanne. Yeah, Leanne, she's a wrongan. She's a wrongan. I've never met a Leanne who wasn't a wrongan. It's just something about the name. We've said this child. before, haven't we? <laughs> Well, I'm a bit of an expert. It's like my little trick. It's like a little uh, party trick I've got, which is I can tell you. I do it to my kids all the time. I say, right, I I can tell you how well behaved a child is simply from their name. Yeah, it's like a thing I've I've just got. It's just like a skill I've got. You can test me now if you want, Steve. This is how confident I am. I can just do it at will. Okay, Teresa. Good. I mean, occasionally go through some barley, you know, some wheat. (laughs) 
because she has a lovely time. But that's what Teresa's are like. Teresa's like that. But right. yeah, Teresa's. Uh, you'd never meet a bad Teresa. Good goody mm. two shoes. You find them in the library. You know what I mean, <laughs> Teresa. Okay, Kelly. <laughs> Mate, are you having a laugh? Mate, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I knew as soon as I said it. Kelly's are the worst. Wrong Kelly's, ones. yeah, absolutely wrong. When ones. the register's read out, where's Kelly? So is Kelly? Is she even there? Late. No. No, she pops in. She runs in out of breath. She's been yeah. up to no good somewhere. She's had a, I don't know what it was. She's got an appointment with a maternity nurse that morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly. Well, yeah. yeah. Kelly's right. a wrong one. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I do boys as well. You know what I mean? I, I'm sort of, I can do, I can do them all. Okay. Uh, Daniel, what's Daniel like? Uh, Daniel is uh, on a, he's, he's 50-50, Daniel. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's sort of. Don't know his own strength, does he? He's, he's got good heart. <laughs> He's got yeah. a good heart. Yeah, good um, lad, but he just doesn't know his own strength. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly Bit that. rough sometimes. Bit rough. Do, you know, doesn't understand sort of when to stop sometimes. But, da- but mm. Dan, however, Dan, absolute gem of a child. Lovely. Yeah, level-headed. What Lovely. A, what a dreamboat. Yeah. <laughs> absolute dreamboat. <laughs> so uh, there you go. So there we go. So it's a little skill. It's just a little weird party trick I've got. And uh, I'm, a, yes, I'm correct. No, it's good. You're good. Time. Correct, hundred yeah. percent of the time, and uh, apologise for any um, uh, Kellys uh, or Daniels out there who just um, yeah, Kelly won't be listening. Kelly won't be listening. Truth. No, she'll yeah, be asleep. Won't be listening. She'll still she'll still be out from yeah, last night, sleeping off whatever she did last, last <laughs> night. Yeah, absolute hammered. <laughs> absolute radio, where real music matters. I've just had breakfast delivered to to the room, Steve. I meant yeah, to, you uh, just sent me a picture of it, haven't you? And I've had to send Steve a picture of it. Um, I just want, I just wanted scrambled eggs and a and a bit of, like a bit of bacon, really. The caption is most depressing hotel breakfast ever <laughs> with an exclamation mark. <laughs> it's so depressing. It's, I don't know how you can like how you can't do scrambled eggs. I mean even even if you're making any other eggs, that's the the least it can be is scrambled eggs. If you zoom in on it, and then mm. that was a, a pub quiz, just like a window. What is this? Mm. You wouldn't have a mm. clue. Not you know, a if you just zoomed in, you wouldn't go, oh, that's scrambled eggs up close, isn't it? No. You'd go, I don't know what that is. Is it like the stones? Is it dry. The bacon looks dry. I was about to say that. It looks like dry. it's been under one of them lamps for about an well, hour. Well, I think what's happened, so I rang, obviously I was working in the room, so I thought, well, I, I usually go down for breakfast and have it with the, yeah. with, you know, with the, the team, Stephen and Gordon. Um, and Danielle that uh, who work at the tour, and I thought, right, I'll, I'll head down breakfast. But obviously, I'm doing this this morning from my room, yeah. so I rang down and I said, "Oh, can I get uh, breakfast in my room?" Um, they said that's not possible. Oh, not said, possible! Well, not possible! What mm. scrambled eggs and a bit of bacon? Like, I just, mm. I just. Well, yeah, I've I said, seen the photographs. So maybe they were right first. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I think what's happened is because yeah. in the end I just said, "Look, I'm really." Do you reckon soft. it's a spite breakfast? I think there's an element of spite has gone into this breakfast because you know. Um, oh, Mister Fancy Pants <laughs> wants his breakfast in his room, does he? I told him we don't do it. He said he don't do it. It was incredulous. He was so okay. Well, we'll do it. We will do it. See what he's got to say about that. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's what's happened, doesn't it? I can't help feeling that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Um, and they've, uh, yeah, I think what's happened is here, this is one of them buffet breakfasts. Yeah. And yeah. they've just gone to the buffet, spooned I it. Don't think they've, no, I don't think they've used a spoon on the eggs. I think they've lifted the full tray <laughs> with the water bath thing underneath it and just shook it. And it's all the bits in the bottom. You know, yeah. like you know, like in a chip shop, there's like batter bits, fish bits, scraps, that sort of, it's that, that of scrambled eggs. Egg scraps. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, I, you know, scrambled eggs and, and bacon. How can you? Mm. How can you spoil it's that? It's a gamble, then? isn't it? The the egg is such a gamble, isn't it? Because mm. because mm. everybody likes a certain. There's a level of softness that you yes. you you either like a lot, you know. So with a with a poached egg, with a boiled egg, with scrambled eggs, if it's there too long, yeah, it, it's past its. You know. Well, it becomes like packaging. Yeah, it be, you know that packaging you get that sort of like foamy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it becomes like, like that, that after a while, and it's I don't know. It's I guess it depends like. Like I'm when I'm at home, I'm but I just I just had butter me. I don't straight you know, away. Stop it cooking. That's yeah, what you yeah. Gotta do. You got to halt the cooking process of the egg. But what the, you have to do. The, the but some people put a splash of milk in and mm. all sorts of stuff. Each don't to they? their own. Yeah. Each to their own eggs. Absolutely. But um, they are not uh, uh, fit for human consumption. Uh, so that will be uh, not going on my fitness pal <laughs> this morning. It'll still be it'll um, still be there. Yeah. No. You don't want. No. You're not adding that. No, no. way. That's not getting added absolutely not but um there you go so if uh just be just be aware if uh, at any point you are staying at the hilton in woking um go down <laughs> for breakfast yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah they don't like because you they, they don't yeah. like it they really yeah, bring it up you don't want a, a, a spike breakfast <laughs> no you don't want a spike breakfast no one wants a spike breakfast it's meant no. to be the happiest meal of the day isn't it it's not. Most important meal of the day is that is not the most important meal no. of any, anybody's day. <laughs> if you were in prison, you'd be a bit like, here, God. Come on, mate. We've got a rights here, mate. This is outrageous. <laughs> I started right. Let's get on the roof. Get on the roof. You and Stephen, get on the <laughs> roof now. Might go up. Might go up. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I know we've got jobs that are good fun, and, you know, and we do well, and they're you know well paid for what they are, and all that, Steve. But yeah. is there sometimes that you think, oh, I'd love to try something else? You know, it's hard work, isn't it? You're away from home a lot, hmm. uh, long hours, you know, acting, all that sort of driving around. Sometimes you think, is there an easier way of well, making money? Well, after two weeks of being a fencer, I can say no. Get me back. Well, it's not Get that. Me back. No, it's not that one. <laughs> Not that one, no. What no. about this one then? What about Go this on, one? Then. Steph Matto from Connecticut, Steve. Okay. She makes £37,000 a week. Are you in? I'm in already. What's she doing? Are you in? Are you interested? What's Steph doing? Hang on. I'm just, I'm Steph, just getting a picture of Steph because Steph is borderline wronger. So let's have a listen. Yes. Yeah, quite. <laughs> Steph earns £37 a week, Steve, selling farts. Oh, my God. I could clean up on this. I mean, somebody needs to after Steph's finished. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She, she, she so what does she do? Jar. She farts, farts in a jar. jar. Oh, I thought she was like professional, like for, for the Alexa app. She does their air farts. She records them. <laughs> She's got a special mic. Oh, so she just farts no. in a jar. What? Some You go on her website and you go. $1,000 a jar. So they're all the same size. You're not like a big fart and a little fart. It's just a jar of farts. You just get a, a jar of farts, yeah. What's the. Um, my jar of farts. <laughs> yeah. What's um, the purpose of the jar of farts? Um, men, Steve. Men are weird. Yeah, I think we can all. They are weird. Do they yeah. open it or do they just go? See that jar over there? Never guess what's in that. <laughs> uh, nothing. Yeah, I don't I guess know. that's the problem. No, 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 not nothing, once... mate. Not nothing. A fart. Once it opens, somebody I've never once met. It's, <laughs> it's worth it. Once it's opened, it. It. yeah, it's just the price of a kill in the jar, isn't it? What? Five but I guess quid, that's only quid. like. It's only like wine, isn't it? 
you know, once you bo- open a bottle of wine and drank it, like yeah, it's but I suppose gone, the, the opening of the bottle of the wine is accompanied with like swilling it around, checking the legs, and mm. smelling the bouquet. I mean, <laughs> doing all the that with a the fart. doing all that with a fart seems a little <laughs> bit extravagant. That's a uh, two thousand and four. <laughs> that is, yeah. Hmm, I'm getting um, a sense of broccoli. I'm getting uh, a, definitely getting broccoli. And there's a tang of asparagus. There. Yes, there's a tang of asparagus, <laughs> and there's a deep base of some, I think, a flour or a batter. <laughs> the far sommelier it's just called a sommelier isn't it she's called a sommelier <laughs> it's not it's just a sommelier yeah, isn't it it's a sommelier That's professional exactly fart person she's a fart entrepreneur a fart entrepreneur oh right is that what she's called she should have gone with sommelier yes <laughs> she's, uh, she should have gone with that did she go uh, on Dragon's Den with this or would she just I mean, would they let her I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, Imagine going on and going, they're all sat there and they've all got a jar. Inside those <laughs> open jars. Them. Open inside those <laughs> don't, jars. Don't even tell them. Yeah. Open a jar. Open a jar. <laughs> open a jar. Smell like, oh, Take a good rank. What the? Good... <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I am out. I'm out. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Um, so this fart entrepreneur, um, yeah. I mean, what I will say, if there's anyone listening right now, and I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking, hang on a minute, you know, yeah. Jack McJobbin, this, this might be something, there might be something yeah. in this. Well, we all but know somebody reason- who could, like I said, who could clean up Oh, on my this. God. I mean, yeah. my dad could be making, he's, he's literally sat on a mine. He's wasted. <laughs> a gold mine. He's sat on a coal mine, that <laughs> He's man. literally sat on a gold mine. It's like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> Black gold. Just realise. <laughs> just realise what I where he's been all his life. It's gonna oh, have just what a waste. What a waste. I mean, it's thousands Never too late, of dollars though. just flying around my dad's house at any given yeah. moment. I mean that is um, just extravagant, isn't it? Just throwing money around. Throwing the money throwing it away. Um, but look, what I will say, you know, before you go into this and start yeah. you know, the next time you go to the um like maybe you're at school and you're at the career as advisor. Yeah, be a fat entrepreneur, sir. So I know what um, I'm going to do in my life. <laughs> Don't need GCSEs. <laughs> Steph Matto uh, from Connecticut. She's, it's in America, Steve. I don't know if you'd guess that. That's uh, so I find. I get it now, yeah. Well, look, she's recently found herself in A&E, mate. Oh, what's happened? Yeah, she experienced some symptoms of a heart attack and shooting pains <laughs> in her chest. A fart attack? A fart Certain doctors yeah. performed blood tests and an ECG, but uh, later told the 90-day fiancé, she's from an American reality show, yeah. uh, that the symptoms were caused by excess gas from her frequent diet of beans, eggs and banana protein oh, Of course, she has to eat certain foods, doesn't of she? Of course. To... Oh, she's, a, she's an athlete, Steve. She's an yeah. athlete. Yeah, she um, is. She's, uh, she's a, she is a fart athlete. Doesn't yeah. work. Uh, Steph said, I thought I was having a stroke and uh, these were my an final ass, moments. An asphlete. <laughs> asphlete, there you go. <laughs> uh, she began selling her farts uh, in a jar in November last year after receiving a request on some website. Uh, the unique product says uh, it's $1,000. To keep up with demand, which saw her squeeze out 50 jars worth of farts a week, the really? self-proclaimed fart entrepreneur opted for a fibre-high diet living on beans and eggs. She later added protein shakes to the mix after discovering it made the farts smell worse. Oh, my God, Steph, you absolute munter. I know, but uh, she quality control on it. I mean, because some people would have just gone, well, no, he's going to open it anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just put nothing in it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Reliving the lead up to the hospital, uh, Steph said, I remember within one day I had about three protein shakes, a huge bowl of black bean soup. I could tell something was not right. That evening yeah. when I was lying in bed and I could feel a pressure in my tummy, uh, stomach moving upwards. Uh, during her two-month venture, reality star Steph worked every day. That's the thing about these guys. I mean, she puts the hours they in, graft, Steve. don't they? They put the hours they in, They really yeah. do graft. Um, to keep up with demand and says the key to smellier gas is banana protein shakes, just in case anyone's thinking of going in there. Uh, I began this venture by eating mostly protein muffin shakes and also hard-boiled eggs. Since then, I've decided to branch out a little bit and try some new recipes. Just to keep it exciting. Keep it exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's Steph Matt. If anyone's oh. listening and, and, and you're looking for a unique gift this Mother's Day, uh, <laughs> Steph Matto is selling farts in a jar. Yeah. There'll be somebody listening going, well, I'll do that for my for my sweet <laughs> darling. These are worth a £1,000 ease, love. And I've got you this. What is it? He's, I've done a fart in a jar. <laughs> Happy anniversary, sweet cheeks. When I got home last week, my uh, little boy is... Um, he's, he's, he's just about to turn four. And yeah. he loves the piano. He's always on the piano, pressing the, the, the keys and that. And, uh, and he makes his own songs up. Oh, OK. All That's the good. time. Yeah, it's cute. It's like a little, his little thing. I film him all the time because I think, you know, in years to come when he's like Elton John, mm. it'll be you a can cute go, look, thing. This is his up. first, the first song he wrote. Yeah, look at this. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Also, like when I'm trying to get some money out of him, uh, I can go, look, mate, I supported you when you were when you were four. Yeah, when you were this. nothing. You know, I bought that yeah. piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you were nothing. <laughs> so um, you know, it's just proof, really, for me. Is there a part here, though? You know, when you hear like like Beethoven or Tchaikovsky, somebody like they wrote the first symphony mm. when they were like three or four. You're yeah. like, come on, you've got to get a move on there, son, because well, lagging behind. See, I mean, he he came up with a song recently. Yes, <laughs> I, good, I, I wouldn't good. say he's more he's more Morrissey uh, than oh, okay. the Beethoven. I would say he's more. Yeah. In fact, if I go further than that, I would say he's like he's he obviously. I think he's going into a bit of country and western sort of. Um, okay. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like you know, like they say, like country and westerns, like the blues for white people. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like. Uh, you know they look they, they look for the sadness in everything and the yeah. sort of uh, and, and make music out of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what. Um, that's uh, the avenue boy. he's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this is a, a recording of uh, of him and his most recent uh, song. Have a listen. What's the song called? Dark, isn't it? Oh, look at that bit there. Oh, has it started? That was yeah, just—it yeah. was just building up. That's the start, isn't it? It really just start like yeah. thunder, lightning. And... So, if you couldn't quite hear what he said there, he said his new song is called "My True Love Is Dead." Yeah, and he's I not mean, even four, Steve. No, I know. Well, that's you know, life comes at you, you know, a bit fast these days, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, to think at four, your true love is dead is pretty dark. It is pretty dark. I yeah. don't know where he's got. Where's he got that from? I mean, I listen to a bit of country in the house. I've got absolute country on, and you know, but generally they're sort of quite upbeat country songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're sort of a bit like you know, just about pickup trucks and you know, yeah. jeans and whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. But you know, Some like could, to, yeah. You know, like he's gone down the sort of he's gone really the depressive he's route. There, he's, gone to, he? he's been to the crossroads, isn't he? Yeah, he's, my he's true really love has. is dead. I never knew her. Yeah, Can I, I was only rest? four years old. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. Gosh, dark. Well, kids can are so dark though sometimes, aren't they? But uh, yeah, I think once they get the stuff in, they come out with. Oh yeah, dark stuff. Terrifying. Kids are just you know. I find them absolutely terrifying on on occasion. Um, what about what about your little boys? Is it on occasion? Is he? Well, suppose they're, yeah, they're learning the world, aren't they? And they learn yes. a new word, and they just learn the word, and they try and like my son is obsessed with with people dying and death, yeah, like you, yeah, you know, same. And I'd sort of say, oh, my mum and daddy aren't around anymore. You go, did they dead? And you're like, yes, <laughs> no, they are dead. No. Yeah, did they die? Yes, it's quite sad actually. It's my mum and dad. Did they dead? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, my um, daughter went through a phase of uh, like just seeing things. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's quite scary. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah. Especially when you live in an old, we live in like a nineteen twenties house that mm. feels like you're in a horror film at the best of times. You know, especially yeah. by yourself, and you're like coming to your room in the middle of the night, Daddy, there's somebody under the bed. <laughs> like an episode of Uncanny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, sweetheart, there's nobody under your bed. Not, not my bed. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Louise Brown says, I was at uh, the, an Under the Moon exhibition where I was stood with my nine-year-old looking at scorpions that glow under UV lights. Mm, a little good. boy, that sounds like one of our uh, facts there, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, a little boy of about five years old looked at me and said, don't you think they just stare into your soul? I literally couldn't say anything, and even my nine-year-old just looked right, at me. Come on, we're going. Out. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. Get out of here. Good, get out. Uh, Poppy says, "When my daughter was four, she was meant to be asleep in bed. Me and her dad were downstairs in the dark watching a film. I heard a noise, got up to look, and she was stood in the hallway at the bottom of the stairs in the dark, with her hair dangling over her face like the girl from The Grudge. <laughs> Scared me to death." <laughs> I just ran back though. to the sofa. They told do my dad that to deal with it. They do. Creeping down is what my son's oh, just started little, doing. This little the creeping down, creeping. Well, you've just I've just moved into a new house, so I don't know all the the noises yet. No. But I hear it. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I go, well, that's probably just the heating. And then I turn around, and the same thing. He's in the corner on the dark on the landing. Oh my god. Yeah. Just and then he there. jumps because you jump, and then that scares you again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had this moment last week where. Um, so uh, my wife was down uh, London Way and I was just at home with and up six kids and they got them to bed and I was knackered. It was like nine o'clock and I thought, right, I'm getting into bed myself. And I just crashed out straight away. And I knew the sort of girls were still up messing around, but I thought, I'm I'm, I'm going to have here. And um, I've sort of put the alarm on and all that sort of stuff. And earlier on in that, that, that week or the week before, there'd been a breaking up down around the corner and, you know, everyone was a bit on edge and all that sort of stuff. Not and, you. Um, <laughs> not, not me. I was fine. Straight out. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then I sort of woke up. I'm, I've obviously I've got my door open, uh, so I, you know because obviously all the kids are in, in the house. I've got my door open, and I, I, I can, I'm looking, and it's dark, but I could just see like a shape, a, a oh. shape. And but then I was thinking, oh, is that that could just be a coat over the edge of a chair? Yeah. And it was still, so I was like, oh. And That's I look, I was coat. looking at it for a good minute, Steve. <laughs> a good minute, and I was staring yeah. at it like. Is that it? Looks is that a kid or is that a thing? And but it was so still, I thought it can't be. And then it literally came running at me. Ah, terrified. I mean, imagine having to explain that to the police. Why did you punch your son in the face? (laughs) He come at me, officer. He pretends to be a cult. First off, right for about a minute, <laughs> at least a minute, because I was there's asleep. A, there's been a recent break-in, as you will know. A recent break-in down there. I went to bed at nine o'clock. Yeah, shut up. I went to bed at nine o'clock, and then <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Sarah says, when my son was little, 
uh, it made up little ditty that went, I love my mum, don't like her sometimes though, while aggressively banging a xylophone. Oh, Gosh. don't like her sometimes though. Oh yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Dun, 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 dun. Imagine Gosh. he's just like smashing it. Oh, yeah. My yeah. goodness, absolutely terrifying. Vicky says, my son was about three, playing quietly uh, by himself when he looked up and asked if I could hear it. Uh, what's it? Well, she says, <laughs> what, I asked. He replied, yeah. the voice inside my head. Uh, Slightly worried, and we had a little chat. Turns out he was he's realised he could think something without saying it, and nobody else could hear his thoughts. It's funny that, isn't it? My son does that. He stares off it's into the distance, and I go, what are you thinking about? And he goes, nothing about nothing. And you're like, well, you, you are. I'm, I'm not trying to steal your thoughts. I'm just wondering what you're thinking about. Nothing about nothing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Uh, Stephanie Wilson, my daughter, age six, told me at night she could hear voices in her bedroom. Much to our relief, it turned out she could just hear the TV downstairs. Oh, Thank okay. God for that. That's not what you want, is it, that? Yeah. Although saying that, my, my daughters came back from a sleepover last week. Yeah. And they're 12, right? And uh, they were at a sleepover. And I said, oh, what did you do? Because I can, I, can, I can check their phones. Like, on, yeah. on my phone, I can check their sort of screen time. So I can see what time they were still up and messing around. It's like 3 a.m. or something crazy. Oh, that's a sleepover, <clears> isn't it? You know, and it know. is, to a certain degree, yes, I, I agree. Uh, uh, so I sort of, I go easy on it. I said, what were you doing all night? He said, oh, we watched a film. I said, what film? He said, It. It. Oh, at 12. Scary, it? I said, I don't watch that now. <laughs> I know. And they were like, oh, no, it was funny. Funny? Kind of funny, funny. It's not meant to be funny. It's not. Me- it's not that sort of clown. <laughs> no, call that menacing. <laughs> That's nothing. That's know, even more scary. It... I think it's funny. I know. So I did. That's one of those weird things where you don't want to like make your kids uncool, but at the same time you're a bit like, well, I don't think you should be having sleepovers at their house. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> they're don't like, right, okay. What we're going to watch is The Ring. Yeah, and The Exorcist. No, not at all. Um, Leanne says, uh, when my now 11-year-old son was younger, we were in Costa. He was in the queue with Grandma, and he looked at her, and out of the blue, he said, so how long have you got left, then, until you die? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I mean, it's just a question, Crikey. isn't it? They do just ask. Just I guess gonna... it is at that age, yes. Yeah. 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 But it is, it, it's also inappropriate, isn't it? Yeah, because you're just, you're just thinking about, what, shall I have a gingerbread man with this? And then that just comes out. <laughs> You know what I mean? What? Get one of them, uh, my one of them tuna and cheese uh, melts. I might get one of them with a. What'd you say? Ah? <laughs> you, you heard. Should you be eating that? You've got time to finish that all, now. Nana. <laughs> Don't get a venti. Just go small. <laughs> Matters. Uh, Jolene says, um, my daughter was about three at the time. Started telling us she last died in 1511. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, not You're going to stay that. with your grandparents. <laughs> not having that at all. Listen Ooh. to this, Steve. This yeah. gets darker. Oh, no, there's more. She'd been floating around waiting for the right body. She said that her dad was Satan and she'd been sent to the surface to hide from him so she wouldn't follow the same path as him. Not Good. a fun day, says Jolene. <laughs> no. Sorry, who what? was your dad again? Because I thought it was Brian, but you're saying it's... Uh... <laughs> what on earth? Three? Oh. I'm not having that. Jo- no. I think Jolene's added to that. It can't be true. 
Is that when they were sort of burning witches around that time? Oh, God, probably. She's a witch. Eve Brown, my son, when he was very little, asked why the lady doesn't come to see him anymore. <laughs> oh, why doesn't the lady come to see me anymore? A long conversation ensued about what lady, and I thought nothing of it until we went to his granddad's house. He pointed to a photo and said, that lady, she doesn't come and see me anymore. It was a photo of his grandma who had died before uh, he was born. Uh, no, what? thank you. <laughs> really? Goodbye. Oh, that's good, oh, isn't it? What a shame. Guess one. who else isn't going to come and see you anymore? Me and your Me. dad. <laughs> Go live over there. Yeah. <laughs> Stop freaking people wow. out. You have a chat with your nan. <laughs> good God. Why are kids so weird? That's good, though, isn't it, that? Imagine that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good one, that. Um, if there are any kids listening, stop being weird. Yeah. Um, Marie says, my seven-year-old regularly makes up songs that he sings while strumming his ukulele. The last mm. one was promising he wouldn't eat any of his family members while they were asleep. Oh, dear. I mean, what? What? No. Natasha says, my sister used to stop partway up the stairs to say goodnight to the lady in the hall every night on her way to bed. Okay. Now my nephew randomly chatters away and laughs at nobody in the same house. Oh, halfway up the stairs, same point. Hello. Halfway oh, up the no. stairs. Got in bed now, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Good night. Oh, really? Why? Why is it still bleeding? Oh, that's a shame. Bye. <laughs> what? Who's it? What? Oh, dog. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't a proper argument. Just leave no, him alone. No, what was no, that? No. no, don't do it tonight. Don't do it tonight. Do it tomorrow night. Because <laughs> I'm having pizza tomorrow night. Do it after that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Who, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening tomorrow? <laughs> Jason. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Andrew says, I took my three-year-old for a walk around our estate where there have been a couple of lost cat posters in the last few months. Um, my son was looking at each one as we were going around. Yesterday, he saw a cat crossing a road and said, I think that might be the next cat to go missing, Daddy. <laughs> Do you think he's the one who's been doing it? Yeah, it does sound like he's, he's you know... I mean, they say with serial killers, they do start with animals. They start with animals, don't they? Yeah, they do. That's yeah. what's famous. That that's that. so. Just be just be careful. Just yeah. be aware Keep of that. Out. I would say. Keep an eye out. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying Andrew that your kid is a serial killer. I'm just saying it's worth just keeping an eye on it. What we're saying is he could be. So just keep an eye. Yeah. Out. I'm not saying he is. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that he's but a he good has the chance potential. He is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 80, 90 percent. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Potential. Not always a good thing. No. Uh, Nikki says, uh, a few years ago, my husband and son were out for a walk and my son was dawdling along behind him, singing quietly to himself. He eventually caught up with my husband, who realised he was singing, we don't know where the body is, we don't know where the body is, over and over again. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. We don't know where the body is. What are you saying? Sorry, you said what? Uh, I don't know. You don't know what? Nothing. Lindsay Hodges says, when my daughter was around four, she asked me who that nice old lady with the white hair and handbag was who kept coming into her bedroom. The only person fitting that description would be my grand who died when I was in my teens. There's a lot of grands coming back to visit kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but a white hair, that could be any, that could be any one any of the golden girls. Any old lady. Barbara, <laughs> could be, Barbara could Woodhouse. Be, be Betty White, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it could, could be, be any of them. <laughs> uh, Lisa Jane Waring, when my dad bought round a box with some old books of mine that... 
The kids were helping me sort through them when my daughter found a Bible that had been given to me. She spent the next week carrying it around everywhere with her, insisting it was a book of instructions for life. She was two at the time. Okay, well, that's, you know, in many ways, found, you know, it is. Maybe she's got a little, yeah, she's got a little mini nun. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's, who knows when the calling comes? Exactly. You never maybe know, it comes you? at two. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're still waiting for it. Well, imagine that all of a sudden you just got a little like just something happened. You went. Yeah. You had a, me up uh, to what have you been up to this week? Well, uh, Monday I went uh, did the shopping at the co-op mm. and Bohemia Road. Tuesday found God. Uh, Wednesday put the yeah. fountain. The what? Where'd you find him? Yeah. 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 It was yeah, a bus exactly. stop. Could happen. Could happen at any moment. Yeah. Sarah Jane Campbell says my eight-year-old a few weeks ago said she'd love a baby sister. I laughed and said. You don't get to choose. What if it was another baby boy? Her answer, I'd get rid of him. Oh, oh my God. God. It's not oh a great God. start, is it, for that little baby no. coming in the air? This no. is your sister. This is your older yeah. sister. She's going to look after you. You just keep finding him in the garden and yeah. by the bins. How did he get outside? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. The lady in the white hair did it. Yeah. What's the name? Uh, Betty White or B. Arthur? <laughs> one of them two. <laughs> or the one who was younger than all the rest of them but played the old one. <laughs> Um, Emma Jane says, I took my daughter, three at the time, to her granddad's grave to explain he had gone to heaven. She said, no, he hasn't, pointed at a tree and said, he's standing over there. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's a brilliant one. (laughs) You would properly. You would, wouldn't you? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's great. No, he hasn't. He's there. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that is terrifying. You would absolutely wet yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Heather Thompson says, when my eldest son was three years old, I was running him a bath, and he told me he didn't want to get into the water. I said, why? He said, I once lost all my friends in the water. No, dear. (laughs) Your kid was on the Titanic or something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. They've been here before. Some of these kids have been here before, Steve. Yeah. He's been here before him. You know, (laughs) Nana say that. He's been here before. He's got those eyes. Before that one. He's all before his time. He's got wise eyes. Got wise eyes. Uh, Beth and Robert says, My youngest daughter asked me to tell the people living in our attic to move out because they're noisy and they keep her awake. Oh, no. There's no one in the attic, is there? Imagine that in your house. When you're a brand new house as well. I know. Well, there is a door. just moved in. Like a little door oh, to like no. a like a loft door, but it's it's is doorways, it? not rather than in the ceiling. And right, it's about right, right. Thirty foot off the ground, like a little. I don't know how you get up there. I don't know how you open it. I don't know what's in there. Bloody I think the people hell. before us never went in there. I don't know what's yeah. in there, but I am tempted. Yeah, I bet yeah, bet yeah. Mm. You got to have a little look, haven't you? You've got to check every nook Looks and cranny. Like it's been painted house. shut. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. How old is the house? I think it's you know nineteen. <laughs> 10, whatever, Victorian. Oh, whatever really? One of them, that, that old? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Spooky, spooky. Just um, looking around the room, see if there's anything. There's no, fine. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. Emma Burton. I just tried to eat some of that bacon from that breakfast before. Oh, no. It's not lodged in my throat. on, like. it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did it. It's just there. Um, Emma Burton says, My four-year-old son drew a picture of a fire. I asked him what was on the fire. He replied, lots of people and they're screaming. Oh, Come on, mate. Keep mate. it light. Let's watch, let's watch the Octonauts. Let's watch Octonauts. <laughs> Come on. Let's put yeah. Octonauts on. 
Gosh, they're absolutely terrifying. Here we go. Attic story. Tammy. Right. Oh. I moved into a very old house. Oh, this 1910. Is oh. She says. <laughs> <laughs> down by the say, seaside. <laughs> fence kept blowing down yeah. uh, the attic was so spooky i yeah. never went up there my yeah. five-year-old niece ran up there one day and came back down and totally naturally said why do you have an old lady playing a piano in the attic oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's brilliant isn't it it's almost worse. An old lady playing a piano in the corner yeah, <laughs> yeah. i imagine she's like a western like dum, dum, morning dum, dum, you know that <laughs> I think it's almost worth anyone who's if you've got friends who've got put, moved into an old house, mm, yeah, it's almost worth training your kid up to, to say something, like, yeah, like yeah. A, so on the drive in, you go right here, Ryan. When you get in here now, yeah, in the limit, just stare in the corner for about yeah. five minutes, and, yeah, and, and laugh, yeah. and then when and just say where are his at. where are his eyes? Where have his eyes gone? <laughs> Yeah. Whose eyes? Freak them out. Those three in huh? the corner. Where have their eyes gone? <laughs> Why have they got no eyes? <laughs> Hit me with your best fact. Fire away. <laughs> so. This yeah. is Hit Me With Your Best Facts. Uh, and thanks to our friends at Disney Plus, we have a Jason Manford Show mug to be won if you can wow us with your amazing facts. For example, did you know that the first character Disney ever produced was a rabbit? Was it? Not Many Mickey people Mouse. mistakenly believe it's Mickey Mouse. Uh, the old Steamboat Willie there was uh, yeah. the first original first. character that was created by Walt Disney, uh, as it was the character which he obviously usually associated and best known. However, the actual first original character he created was a rabbit called Oswald in The Lucky Rabbit in 1928. Oh, there you go, look at that. There you go. So if you've got a wicked fact that you... That's a good one. Oh, it's anything like that. That's what we're after, aren't we? We're after those facts that make you... Almost want to Google it now. I want to Google that now and find out what this rabbit looks like. You know, once yeah. you want to confirm it almost. Uh, if you reckon you've got an absolute cracker of a fact, email me at jason at absoluteradio.co.uk and you can win a Jason Manford Show mug just like Steve did last week. Um, mm, incredible yeah. scenes last Still week. Still not got the, it. The facts. Not, it's not turned up yet. Oh, okay. Well, that's not on me, really. That's on no, I know. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Just you know, for, maybe it's gone for to your future winners. Well, yeah, hmm. maybe. I've maybe, redirected maybe. the posters. I think it would have got here. Oh point. right, okay. Well, pop your pop your address up, and we'll we'll, okay. we'll get that sorted. I tweet really you. Yeah. Apologise. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is the game. This is the game. We've got to just work out uh, the best fact now, Steve. Okay, Michael Hudson's going to kick us off. Okay, Ernie Hudson auditioned for the same part in the real Ghostbusters animated series that he'd already played in the movie. He didn't get the part because he didn't sound enough like Winston Zeddemore. Isn't that weird? That's mad, isn't it? What, so he didn't sound like the character that he played in yeah. the film? Somebody else got the part. <laughs> yeah, he just don't sound like him, mate. No, 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 no. You'd be livid, wouldn't you? You would be livid. Absolutely livid. Uh, Kenny Sendall says three US presidents, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter, have won Grammys. Have they? Have they? Oh, that's a good oh, one, you see. I want to Google that now. Because you want to find out now why, how. Yeah. How have they won a Grammy? That's a music award, isn't it? Isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Was Jimmy Carter on it? Has he got an album out? Bill Clinton, he played for saxophone, didn't he? He played sax saxophone, didn't he, yeah. But what did mm. Obama do? I don't remember Obama. him. That's a good one. That is good, Kenny, because that's making me want to have a look. Yeah. 
and find out about it. That's the sort of one we're after. Those ones that yeah, make you go, good. I need to know good. more. Yeah. Chris says, the first McDonald's drive-thru was installed in a restaurant based in Sierra Vista, Arizona, located near the Fort Cuca military installation. Military mm. rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public, and they didn't have time to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger and run back to base. So restaurant manager David Rick came up with a solution, cut a hole into the wall and allow members of the military to pick up their orders without stepping out of the car. So the convenience and simplicity of the idea quickly caught on. So that's how the drive-in was That's created. how the drive-through was invented. That's good, isn't it? That is very, a good fact. That is very good. So I want to Google that. I want to Google that. That's good. So, i got to say, after, after last week's tepid response to our facts, this week has really oh, stepped up. People have really stepped up a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, good, fair play to you. Pretty yeah. strong. Good, Sean. Adds this one. He says, my fact is all pint glasses are dated and actually go out of date. If you have a bad or flat pint in the pub, it's not always the beer, but the glass being what? out of date. How does the glass affect it? How does a glass go out of date, Steve? I don't know. I didn't think glass went out again. Of date. I mean, you've got windows, haven't you? They don't go out of date, do they? You don't have to change your windows. Well, I guess, isn't after a while, glass does start to seep down. Like, if you look at old... Houses from like the 14th century. Oh, yeah. Whenever, yeah. I don't know. You know, the glass yeah. is like. I know what you mean. It's heavy, it's thicker well, the, the timbers bit, have gone. Everything's gone, hasn't it? In those well, everything's houses, gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, why were they building houses out of wood? I mean, they didn't have concrete, didn't they? That's why. <laughs> no. Uh, Dave Richards says if you count upwards one number at a time, your lips will not meet until you get to a million. What? Letter M. <laughs> he yeah. says if you count upwards one number at a time, your lips will not meet. Until you get to a million. Yeah. Really? You think one, two, three. I mean, they sort of meet on one, though, don't they? <laughs> one. <laughs> they don't really. <laughs> well, we'll get to the beginning, yeah. They're touching, yeah. But he does say, from, yeah, one, one, two. Don't, you're not going to go all the way to four, a million, are you? Five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. Soon into absolute the 80s where I'll be finishing Yeah, up and then it just goes one three, million. Seven, no, he's right. 11, he is, he's right. Well. <laughs> 12 is quite close, but again, 12. I'm actually looking in the mirror as well. Tw yeah, there's still a gap because obviously, yeah. there's a gap. 12, 13, 14, 15, 15, 15. He's, he might be on something there, Steve. Yeah, probably. Pretty is. good. Pretty good. And Nicky Ballard says, Nutmeg is a hallucinogenic. Yeah, I've heard that before, I think. The spice yeah. contains meristicin, a natural compound that has mind-altering effects if ingested in large doses. Really? Mm. But as you know from the internet and pranks, you can't eat more than a teaspoon of nutmeg. Was that the one that... Was that cinnamon when they... Was that, oh, no, was that, that cinnamon? Was, I don't know. You might, you might be right. It might be nutmeg. No, no, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's not right, is it? What about this one from Paul Owen? Michelin tyres were that long-lasting that Michelin were doing themselves out of sales. To make people use their cars more and wear out tyres quicker, Michelin started reviewing restaurants outside of the main towns to encourage people to drive more and wear their tyres out, thus increasing sales of new tyres. We now have Michelin-style restaurants. And that's all invented because they, were, they wanted you to wreck your tyres a bit more. Yeah, just quicker. use your tyres more. Try this. Uh, so they're, they're all Michelin star restaurants in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, yeah. And there's like a really, <laughs> like, really broken down road. Like Potholes everywhere here, isn't there? I know, but it's worth it to go to that restaurant, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. So the only restaurants getting recommended were on terrible roads. Yeah, really bad roads, like dirt tracks. Yeah. 
that's interesting. <laughs> I've often wondered. Where, I've often wondered whether the Michelin from the Michelin star was the same as the tires. I mean, it, it makes sense that it. Uh, yeah. You know, because it's such a random word, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense in, in that. So that that's a good. That reason. does make sense, yeah. And the it does mi- make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Very often. Oh, there you go. Good. Oh, that's one. a good, good one. one. That is a good Another one. A good one. Uh, and David, just throw one more in. David says tomato sauce was sold in the 1800s as medicine, claiming it cured ailments like diarrhoea, indigestion, and jaundice. The idea was proposed by Dr. John Cook Bennett, who later sold the recipe in a form of tomato pills. Yeah, in, I mean, in those yeah. days, they said everything yeah. was, yeah. These fags yeah, are good true. for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just gravy. Then the women lick some lead. Yeah, yeah, exactly, drink, yeah, drink a pint of Guinness, that'll sort your little baby out. You know, it's got loads of iron in it, has it? Well, it's got some iron in it. Um, that's better off eating spinach, wouldn't I? Nah, 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 nah. Drink a pint of Guinness. Eat an egg a day, yeah. drink some more milk, and yeah. keep smoking those fags, they're really good for you. <laughs> so we've got to come up with a winner. Okay. Got what do you reckon? See, so we've got the um, the Ghostbusters one that was pretty good. The US president's winning Grammys. The McDonald's drive-through being a military oh, installation that's, that's pretty a lot good. Of goodness. That's um, a lot of goodness. Pint glasses going out of date. The million counting up to a million. Uh, whether your lips meet. Yeah, they're all good. Michelin star. What do you the reckon? The one that Steve? I want to Google is the Michelin star one. Is I just, it? I, I can't understand how they got away with that. <laughs> yeah, that does feel like it needs more. I mean, I want to know why. Why um, Obama won a Grammy as well? Just I mean, because of dropping mics, maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the first McDonald's drive-through one as that well. That is good. That is good. Yeah, I feel like I. Uh, it, the only problem I feel like I might be disappointed. I feel like it happened like might have gone. Oh, it happened once, and um, so that's right. why the drive-through. You know, they invented the drive-through. Whereas the Michelin star one, mm. that's like a mass conspiracy. That is. Yeah, it is really, isn't it? It's just sort of just spoil almost everything chefs have been aiming for yeah, all their lives. I mean, and actually, all you had to do was put so your restaurant I was, on a rubbish yeah, road. I was chosen because I thought I was the best chef. No, 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 this road's knackered. That's why you were chosen, mate. <laughs> and a car park is atrocious, mate. I have three punctures. Why have you got pins all over the car park? To win that Michelin guy star. Turned, some, some guy, big fat guy turned up, Michelin guy, and uh, <laughs> rings all around his tummy. Just threw all the tacks all over, then just drove off with Pirelli car tyres. I mean, I want the Michelin the one. For, you? for me, it's the You're Michelin, go Michelin one, but the drive-through okay. one is good as well. All right, I am gonna because we didn't really give um, give one out to anyone proper no, last week. We did so got you? it. I'm gonna well, no. Well, no well, 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 you get one so. in due course, man. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Paul Owen. Uh, for the Mitchell and Tyres, uh, there's one on the way to you. And I'm also going to give one to Chris for the first McDonald's drive through um, in uh, Sierra Vista, Arizona, after yeah. the uh, manager uh, wanted to give burgers to soldiers. Uh, so they're two absolute crackers this week. If you want to join in, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, we've got a guest this morning. We've got a guest, Steve. Oh, uh, one of my favourite comics, one of my favourite acts, actually. Anytime I see her on the bill, anytime I've done telly, I'll, you want her on because she's a guaranteed hit every single time. It's the one and only Nina Conti. Morning, Nina. Good morning. Thank you for that. That's very Not nice to all. hear. Oh, I mean, it's, it, it's a, I would say, and it's rare that you find this, certainly on the comedy circuit, I find your act bulletproof. Oh man, that's that's great to hear. It I mean, this bulletproof against me is also the thing. I think. I right. mean, because I, I'm not wholly responsible. Well, I am in some ways, but yes. there are so many factors that are kind of being funny 
that are to do with the audience being on stage in masks. I feel yes, like I've created an act I can't screw up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, of course. I mean, even when like we would we'd be doing like the circuit, you know, the jonglers or, or whatever, and you were you were with your your monkey, like yeah. how there's, there's a, what is that psychological trick that you? It's like you you trick a whole audience into believing that this monkey is talking. Um, and he we is. just yeah, he is. He is. But what? Like, it's, it, it, it just every night. I mean, it used to baffle me. But it was. I've been laughing. It was. Just, it's just incredible that we, that even in this cynical modern world, you know, ventriloquism and 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 you guys are still able to just get on stage and do that, and people just let go of reality and go, that monkey is really cheeky. I'm so relieved they do. I mean, it's always. I'm always kind of go back to my first gig when I, mm. whenever I'm nervous about a gig and I go back on stage with Monkey, the moment where I'm about to take Monkey out of my bag and I, it's going to look like there's a woman on stage with a teddy or like anyone doesn't know what I do, it's going to be so worried <laughs> yes. at that point. And so, you know, they will get up and order around at that moment. And <laughs> yeah. I hope that when that Monkey starts speaking, they, they go, oh, and they stay. But it's really always nerve wracking because it's never like... It's never going to be a cool art ventriloquism. No, I guess kinda, not. Yeah, you've got to win them over quick. You really do. You really do. And 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 you've this this one that you do is, that you've been doing for a long time now, uh, which is so funny. When you get audience members out of the audience, and then you put this mask on them, and then do their voices. Yeah, that is. I mean, that was. I remember first seeing that. Um, in fact, when you, I did a show Comedy Rocks many years ago. And uh, and you and you came on that for ITV. That's the one time it wasn't bulletproof, Jason. That was the one time, wasn't it? Yes, I remember. Eric Bristow. Yeah, he was so hard. Oh my goodness, he was. I don't even think that made. Did they? Maybe they edited that out in the end because it was. Oh really? I think so because it was so. So for anybody listening, uh, the the Lakers looked great. Was he not playing (laughs) along? Bristow was not joining. He was booked specifically to do this one bit with Nina where the mask went on, and then he just wouldn't do any of the things. Wouldn't do anything. But you know what I mean. I think now I've I've learned how to deal with that. Now is that that was a while ago. I was still kind of new at it, and so I know what to say when somebody's doing nothing um right it's sort of there are ways but i think it's like in a tv situation eric bristow's a little bit intimidating anyway i was sort of panicked and yes. thought, oh my god i really i don't know how to cope with this it was like yeah it was traumatic. yeah that, yeah of course I'm, i can't <laughs> imagine it happens uh, that often certainly people have paid to come and see you you know and, and it's a treat really to, to if you're the one person selected to get on stage and have a laugh i reckon people uh, are much more up to it. Um, so you're you're going on tour. You're going to kick off at the London uh, Arts Theatre. Yeah, uh, on I'm going the 24th to the 24th of March. Yeah, that's so exciting. And the, yeah, the people br- that I work with on from the audience said that like I I, uh, I only work with the willing, but I do avoid the yes. overkeen. It's the overkeen, you know, that the audience goes, yes. oh no, God, he's doing so much. But it's um, I bet they're worse than the than the, the, the people who the, are underkeen. The, the underkeen of that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, I've said, you willing. know, a smaller level, but you know, when when you're having a chat with an audience member, you know, I I have a look at the front row as well, and anyone who's like leaning forward, like talk to me, I'm thinking, yeah. right, skip over them. Yes, always. <laughs> let's, skip, let's speak to, speak to that person. For their uh, and then you're heading well. out on tour. 
Um, then I'm on tour. Yeah, I've, I've been going on the longest tour because of postponements with COVID yeah, of and everything. So this is like, yeah, there's tour going on after the London run. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still... Although you are putting a mask on them. So, you know, it's sort of in keeping with what we've all it's, been doing. It's like, yeah, very much ahead of the curve. It was always... I can't that. imagine where... Also, I imagine wearing a mask makes ventriloquism a lot easier. Oh, yeah, if I could, I know. If you could wear one be, as well, I mean, you wouldn't even you have to try, You could do it, Jason. You? you could do it so well. You could all be at Can it. Imagine? Yeah. <laughs> like in the early days of, uh, like, the radio ventriloquists back yeah, in the day. Yeah, educating Archie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nina's going everywhere. You can check uh, her d- dates at ninaconti.net. Uh, she's he- heading to the London Arts Theatre, uh, then uh, everywhere Canterbury, Cardiff, Oxford, Manchester. Uh, she's in Norwich. Uh, over, she goes over to Ireland, Northern Ireland, uh, and then up to the Edinburgh Festival in uh, in August as well. So make sure you find out those details. Ninaconti.net forward slash live. Uh, you're going to stick around for a minute with us, Nina? Yes, please. Smash. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Nina is uh, the UK's best ventriloquist, I would say. Um, if, if not in the world, I mean, you must travel all over the world doing this. Um, I did, well, yeah, kind of. When I we do. were allowed. When yeah. we were allowed, yeah. Um, I would. I can't dance. I'm the best in the world. My God, there must be millions of them hiding, doing it in their bedrooms. Who knows? When you does it? Well, that's, I mean, it's an act made for Vegas, isn't it? Crikey. You need to get there, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And you get two people, you get, in this new show, you're getting two people up, is that right? It's called The Dating Show. It's called The Dating Show, so I've got these, like, very inappropriate love matches. I pick people at random, and a lot of people are there with their partners, but I don't respect that. I just go for anyone. (laughs) No no boundaries. And um, get them up, and, and, I mean, it was ridiculous. The the Dates people have ended on. They're like with their mum dating two gay men, and there's one. Yeah, it's like the whole thing's nonsense, but it's like yeah. very loving, and everybody's of always course. making the best of it. And so it's like it's. I, I find it incredibly heartwarming, and all the people that get up, they're just like they're adorable. They're like they, that's amazing. With these stupid masks on, but their souls kind of shine through. <laughs> I get quite romantic talking about it, but it's like it's all really sort of sweet and funny. So yeah. I'm not actually creating proper love matches, you know, like no. occasionally. There, were, there was one couple that did seem like, oh, they, they might actually well, like this might each be other. A but, yeah. And more, you, you know, could... my guide is to make it funny. That's the hill I want to die on. Maybe not you get invited to a, like Scylla used to get invited to yeah, the, the blind, blind date, date wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, get your, maybe you could do, like, put one of the mouths on the vicar and do the, you know, to you the, the, do the service. Do the service, yeah, to the service. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, ba- I'm basically dating myself all night because I'm doing all the voices, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, I still don't manage to pull. It's just me. <laughs> there's a, I, I, there's always a slight madness, I think, to ventriloquists. You know, I mean, there's always mm-hmm. a sli- even when you're on a bill with. I mean, you're one of the more sort of normal ones, if I'm honest. Um, well, I, I but, invite the madness in. Maybe that's what yeah. makes me more normal. Is I'm not pretending. Maybe it's that's not. what it I is. I mean, I think I think I go deep and dark into that stuff, and having another voice mm. is like a very interesting psychotic experiment really and like yeah. 20 years i've invested in this character of the of monkey. course I mean, so i feel like, like he has a perspective on me or you know that's <laughs> yes. different from mine yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> it's no less weird than people think it is more weird if anything yeah because i guess it's like one of the longest relationships with anybody you'll have ever had and you <laughs> yeah. invented him yes yeah, he'll never <laughs> leave me 
<laughs> he will never leave you unless he does. I mean, this is the mad thing with you guys. You could, yeah, you could go in a mood one time and that's it. Never come back. He'll outlive um... me anyway, won't he? Unless he's <laughs> locked in the coffin. But he'll outlive me, and people could do the voice, and he could. Yeah, it's a freaky idea. There's yeah, a great make sure that you... lock it in the coffin. <laughs> right, put it in writing somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he must come in there with me. It's, we'll um... still be talking down there with the worms. <laughs> Funnier than when we ever were alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, there's a great story about um, Ray Allen and Lord Charles uh, back in the day. Do you know this story? Um, Roy Walker told me this that um, he'd gone into the they're in the dressing room in some club in Blackpool, and um, Ray Allen comes in and he's got a massive suitcase and uh, he's got Lord Charles like under his arm and he sort of puts Lord Charles on. Um, on a hook in the corner, and then he puts his big suitcase, and he says to the lads, "I'm just going for a quick wash and sort myself. Out. Don't look in the trunk." And then he li- he left the room. He sorted himself out for twenty minutes, and then while he's gone, Roy and a couple of the others are like, "Why has he said what a weird thing to say?" I'm going to have a look. <laughs> so they open the trunk and have a look in it. There's nothing in there. Sport a spare Lord Charles or whatever, and um, they sort of leave it, leave it to it, lock it back up and put it back, and they sit back in their seats. And a few minutes later, Ray Allen comes back in. He looks up at Lord Charles on the hook, and Lord Charles goes, they looked in the case. <laughs> <laughs> See, that just adds to the madness and uh, mystique <laughs> around ventriloquist <laughs> for me. That's <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Do I you mean, ever but... use ventriloquism in everyday life? Does no, it ever come up? not really. Is it really. worth, doing, in the, worth doing in the supermarket? I uh, No, not for prank. I haven't used it. I don't think I'm a good enough vent really to do it without a puppet um but when i'm like if i'm tired my mouth doesn't move because i it, it's more effort to use your lips right <laughs> yeah i can understand, I can understand. so I, I can just yes my words will come out but there's no facial movement yeah she's talking yeah you can't tell and are you are you the sort of act that actually you know because you're very funny you know as yourself as well is there is a part of you that is like a like. Do you know what? I, I, wanna, I want to. I'm going to just do a show by myself. No puppet. Nothing. Just me. Well, I mean, is yeah. Maybe you? when I'm like when I'm sixty and I want to get really serious and arty, I'll do a very uh, hefty oh, yeah, one like, like, like that. Introspective. You know? But there might be other voices though. They'd have to be other voices, and I'll mm. sit in a chair under a sort of criminal spotlight. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I'm I don't know that this yeah, is the right. show anyone romps right now, though. I like the <laughs> no. romp of what I'm doing, and, and you I know, think so. Yeah, all that subtraction seems a little bit arty farty to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And have you done any shows? Have you done any shows post lockdown? Have you done many? Uh, yeah, I've done lots. And and yeah. during, you know, I, like I, mm. I was still gigging, like really sanitizing all my equipment. My cables course, that go yeah. to the masks were elongated like meters long. So people were so far away from me. It was like I was auctioning oh, cattle. Yeah. And it was, it was so different. But I, I did keep. <laughs> I did keep finding safe ways to do it, and uh, great. I don't know. It's don't you find that it's really like it made you robust as a as a stand up to go to have done like social distance performance. Absolutely, like you Drive turn up in, and you're pretty, gigs. and they're like, yeah, and yeah, you think and they're too close, they're too far away from the stage. Oh, I can't play that room; it's unplayable. Well, try COVID, and then turn yeah, up fussy exactly, to a yeah. gig. You know? Rock up to a pub garden in yeah. the middle of June; it's raining. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Oh, I've definitely become less spoiled. You know, when, yeah. when it comes to gigs, I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm here in Yeovil. 
so happy and excited to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And the audiences seem happier as well. I mean, they must in a, in a show like yours, which is sort of full of heart and 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 love. Love. you know that's what the, it's a dating show yeah. um, the audience must just feel be so happy to be there you must feel I it. think they feel happy in each other's company yeah you feel it yeah I mean they're yeah. like they are celebrating each other very much and like some of the gigs had been the first gig that that theatre had done and so you could yeah they were absolutely mm. incredible good lord very lucky yeah of course of course well look Nina best of luck with it um, I'm sure it'll be an absolute hit and, and uh, I'm up in Edinburgh myself so I'll definitely come and see you uh, at some point um, it's it's always a, uh, honestly genuinely is a brilliant night out whether you whether you're sat near the front and you get pulled up or not um, it's uh, if anything, it's probably better to sit in the audience and have a watch of other people being there, being there taking the Mickey out of. But it's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and those funny. dates again are at ninaconti.net. Uh, March twenty fourth kicks off at the London Arts Theatre, and then out on tour uh, from the third of April, uh, including uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland, and the Edinburgh Festival in August. So best of luck with it, Nina. Love it to touch you. Thanks so much. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Uh, what have you got on this week, Steve? Uh, I'm, I'm off to Leeds filming this week. That's what I'm doing, a bit nice. of filming in Leeds. Yes. Exciting. Mm. Uh, is that something we're going to see soon? I don't know. It's a little film. I don't know much mm. about it. Just so, All right. You know. Look forward to that. Look forward to that. Uh, so that's what Steve's doing. I'm on tour, as always. Um, we hit Bradford, uh, Newcastle, Dunfermline, Dundee. I think there's tickets, certainly tickets for, Dun- uh, for, for Bradford and uh, Dundee, I think. But, uh, yeah, have a little look on the website, jasonmanford.com forward slash tour. Uh, and I'm everywhere. Come we're not Buxton, Scarborough, Grimsby, Doncaster, and then I'm uh, Warrington, Scunthorpe. You know, anywhere. You know, when I say anywhere, I literally mean it anywhere. Uh, we'll be back this time next week. Grab the podcast, uh, download that from wherever you get the podcast from, and we will see you same time next week here on Absolute Radio. <laughs>